Well, welcome everybody to the Other Page Radio, brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Media News. My name is Haywood Fennell, Sr. I'm a veteran and I'm your host today, and today we are talking about veterans and what we can do to raise the awareness of the need to be more attentive to our veterans' needs and services. Seems like uh, we've been talking the same talk for quite some time about housing. And until we get people to understand that that's what veterans need, housing, we're going to continue to talk about it until people come together to create a solution-driven strategy that includes veterans. You know, like I uh, was thinking the other day about some of the things that veterans go through. Not all of them, not all of them, but they do have a certain amount of field training in which they are involved in. Some of that training involves sleeping outside. And sometimes they sleep in tents. And sometimes they don't sleep in tents. And when they're in combat, like in in-country and doing the Vietnam, Afghanistan, and those other wars, they uh, may have very well slept outside in abandoned buildings and places of little comfort to carry out the mission of the United States government. To carry out the mission of the United States government. The United States government sends our troopers all over the world in the name of democracy. In the name of democracy, we go into these countries and we fight, die. Some of us become wounded mentally, physically, and we come back to the United States of America, our country, and there are needs that are not being met by our government. So then you have a lot of organizations that are calling themselves advocates for veterans, etc., some of them do that work. We're very proud of those that do that work. But we're not proud of elected officials that seem to see us only as uh, somebody to vote for them if they make a promise to do what veterans need to get done. We here in Boston are Blessed in a lot of ways, but we're stressed in other ways, especially if you're an African-American veteran, because you're coming from a dilemma of institutional racism while wearing the uniform or a uniform, because we got Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, one of those branches Keep in mind now, in 1774, just before the American Revolution ended, there were African-American veterans serving as fighting men. And maybe some women served as spies for the United States government to when the American Revolution, which was against the British Empire, remember this is talking about no taxation without representation. The first casualty that's reported for the American Revolution was a guy by the name of Christmas Attucks. Downtown Boston, one bright sunny day, he was down there with some other people protesting. And uh, he got 
it were a bayonet in its chest that took him away. He's remembered as the first American casualty of the American Revolution in Boston, Massachusetts, a black man. What do you think about a group of men that thought that they could fight their way to freedom, fought, and after the war was won, they didn't get their freedom. Matter of fact, they didn't even get weapons when they first went in. They wanted them to work in the kitchen and other little menial jobs and stuff until it got so, you know, it got so dangerous that for their white counterparts, they said, get them people some guns, man. Let them fight too. And we've been fighting since... 1774. We fight for America's freedom. We fight for a freedom for ourselves that we have yet to get. We have gone through a lot. Together as Americans and together as black Americans. There's two sides here that we got to bring into one. One country one Army, one Navy, one Air Force, one Marine Corps that fought, coordinated through systemic racism. That's right. I didn't bite my tongue. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Now, that was a message that was deliberately created, and it's, if you listen to it, they mention, you know, the need to ask for help. And they mention mental health. And one of the things that the United States military has recognized is post-stress disorder. PTSD is the correct acronym. You know, those are psychological effects of war or being uh, stressed out, unable to cope. It's a lot of that going on. And we need to understand that it doesn't have to be like that, folks. I mean, if somebody volunteers their their lives and raise their hand and take an oath to follow orders and serve the United States government wherever they say serve. You got to respect that. You got to understand that we've been serving this country since that time I mentioned earlier, 1774, but we came here from Africa uh, after we were captured, stolen to the Western Hemisphere and became slaves. But we were never slaves because uh, we were captured. We were brought here. And we labored in the cotton fields and the sugar cane and tobacco and wherever else. We didn't get paid. Time came for the fighting for no taxation without representation that would become the American Revolution. We didn't get paid. We didn't get freed. Some of the people that fought with the British that looked like African Americans, uh, they went to Canada and they became free up there in Nova Scotia. 
got to know your history. If, otherwise, it's a big mystery. But we have died and died and tried and died for a freedom that we don't even have today in 2024. We got people, young men and women that went into the United States military the sole purpose of improving their lives and serving their country. And what did they get? What did they get, a lot of them? A lot of them got bad conduct discharges because they wasn't able to make those adjustments to the brutality of racism. A lot of them uh, ended up smoking opium and becoming addicts. So many of them became addicts that the government were discharging them with bad conduct discharges, BCDs they're called by some. And then when they became over, meaning they, meaning the military, became overwhelmed by the addictions of veterans and understanding that this was a health matter, they re-engaged their thinking and said that addiction is treatable. Treatable. So the discharges that were given out as bad conduct discharges started a process of upgrading the discharges so that people could get their benefits. Everybody hasn't gotten their benefits yet, but you have the opportunity, the chance to get that straightened out so that you can get some of the services and care that veterans with honorable discharges get. You got to fight for it now. You got to fight for it. You got to get a lawyer. You got to go someplace where they have lawyers to help you. Or you got to go to one of these community-based organizations that say they help veterans get their discharges updated and get involved with them. Or you could go down to the, in Boston, we were in Boston, you could go to the office of the Commissioner of the Boston Veterans Services, Robert Santiago, and present yourself. Not just to him, you could go to 600 Washington Street in downtown Boston to the office of the Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. That's John Santiago, another Santiago, okay? 600 Washington Street. They got plenty of offices up there, and they got people that can help us help you. Because, you know, I said something about housing and bivouacking while in the military, while out in training or in combat. These men and women deserve to have their discharges upgraded, to have housing and housing with wraparound services to get them going. I want to thank all the veterans that are working to help veterans, but we need more. We need you to call the governor of Massachusetts, Governor Healy. Would you please make arrangements to meet and talk about housing for our veterans, particularly African-American veterans? And bring the governor with you and the mayor and the commissioner along with the Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And you will find through this discussion that a lot of miscarriages are going on and nobody's paying attention and has the power to appropriate the necessary resources we're getting the process of establishing a housing program for veterans. Now think about that. 
The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. You know, the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program is a community-based theater program company. The uh, website is theomtc.com. theomtc.com. And I'm proud to say that over 50% of the technical development staff are veterans. Are veterans working with lighting, teaching audio, stage props, and whatever else they need to be done, they are working with us. Founded by a veteran, Abel Fennell, yours truly, in 1997, the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company will be performing on February the 17th and the 18th, the Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project. It is a historic perspective on a very brave woman by the name of Marion Anderson who was born in Philadelphia on February the 27th, 1897. She became a classical singer during the time of Jim Crow. She traveled the world, and she came back and she wanted to sing and let the world know, let the world know about Change and challenge when it came to the laws that openly discriminated against African Americans. And she had to fight the good fight. She challenged and she changed the law. Began that process of helping change the law, if you will. You know, Jim Crow's like, whoa, mm mm. They had that in the, they had that in the United States military. Jim Crow. But anyway, the play is at the Regent Theater at 7 Medford Street. The doors open at 3.15, and they begin to perform at 4 p.m. 857-204-5312 if you need some more information. Glad to share it with you. And 857-204-5312, that's for you to call if you have a problem around veterans and getting things done. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. That's a good one, huh? Put him in hot water, he'll go like bang like that. The veteran put him in hot water. But if you put him in cold water and turn the heat up slowly, he'll slowly disintegrate. That's what mental health does, you know. When you don't have any way of treating yourself except through substances, illegal substances, you speed yourself up. It's almost like suicide. No treatment. You know, you just let the drugs take you away. We don't want that. I want to remind you that on August the 2nd, 2023, August the 1st, if you will, some city officials, along with the members of the veterans and friends of the General Edward O. Gordine Statue Project, unveiled a statue that's located now in what is known as the General Edward O. Gordine African-American Veterans Memorial Park in dedication to the sacrifices made by African-Americans over many years. And it is one beautiful sight. 
If you want to know more about the African American Veterans Committee, go online. General Edward O. Gordon Veterans and Friends Project. Just say Veterans and Friends Project. It'll pop up. You can see what's being done. We want that statue project to encompass teaching our young people about black patriotism. We want to update the information that will give us a stronger presence in our community, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. We want people to come to see this statue in honor of the men and women of African-American descent who served this country and now can't get a place to stay. Think about that. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, that's us. Boston's community radio station, this is the Other Page Radio. My name is Hable Fennell, and we're really happy to be here today. We're talking about veterans today, all day, because they need to be talked about. You need to understand that we cannot just walk away from them based on some political ideology that says that, you know, we are a threat if we are given guns. That's what they said. You know, they didn't want us to have weapons to defend ourselves and defend our country. Just want to leave, leave us in the kitchen. Changed that quick, they did. And we won. We won American Revolution. We won Civil War. 38,000 African Americans died in the Civil War. You know, then we went on to the other wars. We we fought in, in the West. Buffalo Soldiers. We found the Buffalo Soldiers all over. They were even in Italy. They were in France. In France, as a matter of fact, uh, they, you know, General Pershing, Pershing, P-E-R-S-H-I-N-G, Pershing, 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 you know, he didn't want no black soldiers in his outfit, so he sent them to France. World War One, I'm talking about. Around the time of the Harlem Renaissance in the 1920s, I believe. Now, 1918, around there, make it a little closer to the time. They fought. They fought the Harlem, the Harlem Brigade, the Harlem Freedom Fighters. They fought in France, and the French ended up calling them the Men of Bronze and giving them all kinds of medals for fighting and saving France. That's why a lot of the People that left the United States during the time of the Harlem Renaissance went to France because they were recognized for the military contributions of their, you know, brothers and sisters. Yeah. We did a lot of work. We did a lot of sacrifice. We need to be compensated. Nobody's given us anything. We had to sweat for it, fight for it, die for it. You know, so anyway, uh, this is The Other Page Radio. We're on WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. I want you to stay with us. We're going to be a little while more. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. I try my best to do my best. You know, my uncles and my brother and I, we served in the military. And think about time that my uncles and them and later on some other people African American descent went into the United States military they went into the military because they couldn't get a job they went graduate from high school and there was no job especially down there where we were living a long time ago in Wilmington, North Carolina 
you got drafted. They had the they had selected service system where they used to draft you into the military. You know, they don't have that going no more. Sometimes some people, big people, big people that you know elected officials became elected officials, uh, declined going into the military and jumped and went to Canada so they could avoid going into the United States military. A lot of them said there was something wrong with them, and there wasn't nothing wrong with them except that they had manipulated a medical diagnosis that wasn't true, and so they didn't go in because they had this so-called illness, this physical defect. Now, I don't need to tell you who they were, but two of them were presidents. I'll tell you that much. Presidents of the United States that didn't go in the military. One disrespecting the military, calling them suckers. Yeah, because somebody didn't want to serve their country and serve their country. They were suckers. Think about that. They didn't go in, so, you know. Like I said, this is the other page. Radio's program is dedicated to veterans. You know, we need to understand that. Veterans gave a lot to this country, and this country didn't give too much to the veterans. Oh, it's a lot of horror stories. And I'm not, I, I don't want to perpetuate horror stories, but it's the truth. We're not going to deal with no fantasies. They did not treat us right, and they're still not treating us right. We need housing in our area. How is it that you can find time and space and resources for people that can't even understand our history, know nothing about the sacrifice, and displace veterans for them to have a place to stay. Come on. Where'd you get that idea? Who told you that was all right? It's not all right. Veterans don't have a place to stay, got PTSD, got all kind of trauma experiences, no place to go to get rid of them except to be in a hallway or a shooting gallery or in somebody's house there is a shooting gallery injecting drugs, smoking cocaine, and doing all the things that's counterproductive to physical healing and mental healing. They're bleeding themselves. They're suffering. And the best we can do is get some people from another country the places that they should be having for the military, for the veterans. We're not begging. We're just telling you the truth. We're just saying, think about doing this. Think about doing that. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmicheauxrep.tripod.com. Okay, all right now. Right side of things, folks. You know, we done talked about the darkness. Let's talk about some lightness that veterans are involved in. Did you know that the 2024 Black Veterans Calendar is available at Fugle Bookstore on Warren Street in the Nubian Square area? Did you know that? And if you want to know uh, more about the calendar, you can uh, try sending an email to Haywood Fennell, H-A-Y-W-O-O-D-F-E-N-N-E-L-L, the number three, at gmail.com, and we can send you the information that you need to be having in order to see the calendar and to get the calendar. And what is the purpose of this calendar? Well, you know, it came out like five years ago, maybe six, as an art exhibit to be placed in different places for the public to see and get a visual of what the history of the African-American veteran is all about. And, you know, we go back to uh, Christmas Addicts. He's one of the images that we have. There are 13 images of different periods, but all African-American military contributions. And so we ended up uh, gleaning from those images 
a calendar project that we are trying to now collect signatures in a petition that we will submit to the United States Postal Service for consideration. This is for consideration. This doesn't mean it's going to be a sure thing. That those images, 13 images of African-American military contribution be considered to become a commemorative stamp, a commemorative United States postal stamp coming out of Boston, Massachusetts, one of the cradles of the American Revolution. Black veterans in a commemorative stamp series. That's what I'm talking about. You think about that now. What would that look like? It will look real good. It will boast a lot of knowledge that people do not know about. They don't know nothing about Christmas addicts. They don't know nothing about the 54th Volunteer Regiment that fought in Sumter, South Carolina during the Civil War. They don't know anything about the Buffalo Soldiers. They don't know anything about the Latin experience in the military. They don't know anything about Truman signing the Declaration that desegregated the United States military. But those pictures are part of that collection. They're part of that collection. So if you want to know something about veterans, HaywoodFennell3 at gmail.com, 857-204-5312. We'll tell you what to do. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. We're putting that out there for you today, folks. That's all we're doing. We're giving out good information for our veterans because we care about our veterans and our veterans have stood up for us in places that you don't know anything about and you need a veteran to tell you about it. But a lot of veterans can't tell you about it because of their situation in terms of mental health. That is a situation that we have to deal with. The loss of memory, the refusal to talk about all the atrocities that happened, not only to the veteran, but to the people that they confronted in their own country at the call of democracy by the United States government. Come on now. And now you don't want to give us no place to stay. Now you don't want to upgrade the discharges that came in as a direct result of all the trauma and the drama of being in a combat situation. You didn't have to be in a combat situation. You could have been told that you was going to get sent to a combat area and begin to worry yourself, you understand, and end up doing all kind of behaviors that cause you to get a bad conduct discharge. You don't know. I know. Almost six years, but I got a good paper. And we want the United States government to be aware that they got to change things. We want our elected officials, federal, commonwealth, City level, city level, make arrangements, do something, do some planning, call the mayor, call the Commission of Veteran Services for the city of Boston. We want housing. We want service. We want to be respected, respected. Raise your hand like I did mine and said that I would follow orders and that meant going wherever they told me to go. I went several places overseas. One of them was Okinawa. I remember seeing those bodies coming from in country over there in Cambodia and Vietnam and Laos, and they were talking about there's no war going on. Well, where did these bodies come from on a regular that got sent to Delaware for their families to come and get them to be identified and to get a family a flag, a folded flag at the funeral, and then you tell them that there wasn't no war. How could you explain that? How could you do that? How can you say 
that these people didn't go through physical and mental trauma that came home alive and not give them the services and care that they need. How can we do this in America? And then, and then the commander-in-chief is telling the Congress of the United States of America that we have a war going on, we have two wars going on in other countries, and we want to give them billions and billions of dollars to continue the war but we don't want to give anything to our veterans that are homeless and helpless and need help, and we can't give them anything. There's no mention of getting housing for our veterans. In the United States of America, the strongest, most powerful country in the world, and been that way for quite some time. What is going on? That's the song that Marvin Gaye used to sing, I believe. What's going on? We know what's going on, but we're too ashamed to say it. We don't care about our veterans. There's no way in the world that you could talk about giving billions and billions of dollars to conduct war on each other and killing babies and all of that stuff and don't want to put together a program, a pilot program here in Boston that will accommodate some of the wrongs and help some of the veterans that are affected with mental health and brought on by stress. All kind of diseases come out because of stress. And we need to be more concerned about our veterans than we are about a war that's going on that requires all of that money. Are you telling me that those countries are broke and they don't have any money and they want the United States to finance their war and not take care of the war that's going on in America on veterans? Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't agree with you. And I'm here. This is the other page. Radio, my name is Haywood Fennell. This program is on WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. Boston's community radio station. We're honored to be here to tell the truth. Don't forget to call up now. Michelle Wu. She's a commander-in-chief downtown in the city hall. So dark down there, too, folks. I don't know if you've been down there lately, but they need to put the lights on. You know, they need to take care of our veterans. 600 Washington Street, that's the Office of Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. It's now a cabinet-level position. You know, so he's a cabinet official. So he's when he goes to the meeting, talking about John Santiago, Dr. John Santiago, because he's a medical doctor. So when he goes to these meetings, you know, he's a he's an equal. He's not like the other secretaries before him. They was in like a little cubbyhole. You know, people didn't have to pay him any attention, but he's at the table with the other secretaries and department heads. And he should have the voice that bring attention to the plight and the fight for the veteran. Black veterans especially have been left out the equation. And we need to be at the table and don't leave the table until we're able to get people to understand the plan has to include African-American veterans. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we need. We just been ignored. We threw our hands up and all bright-eyed and <laughs> bushy-tailed, male and female. We went gallop, galloping down there to them boot camps and basic training and advanced training for them job assignments and everything and got shipped out. Some came home in a bag. Some came home all raggedy. Didn't know their name. Didn't know how they got all these ailments. Some of them were alcoholics and some of them were addicts of another kind that are still out there in the street denying that they're veterans because they're 
afraid to trust the service providers at the VA healthcare places in Boston. And that is why we need to have facilities in our community to address the veteran situations because we do not trust, and this comes from a survey, the services that are rendered at the VA hospital are culturally insensitive. Culturally insensitive means that you don't know anything about the culture of the person that you're supposed to be taking care of. You know, uh, we just got to pick it up. And in the process of picking it up, we got to pick our brothers and sisters up that are down now because of the apathy and the lack of cultural understanding about the needs of African-American veterans. Hey, we're Fennell again on the other page, radio. I'm a veteran. I want to get another shout-out shout for the veterans that are a part of the upcoming performance of the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company on February 17th and 18th at the, the theater over there that you know about called The Region in Arlington. Two matinee performances, February 17th and 18th, that start with the doors opening at 3.15 and performance starting at 4 p.m. about a brave woman by the name of Marion Anderson standing up for civil and equal rights way back then. Almost 100 years ago. No, over 50 years ago. No, I ain't going to make it that old now. But she was born on February 27, 1897. And she stood up, and she challenged. And that's what we're here doing today at the Other Page Radio. We want you to become a part of our challenge mechanism for solutions around the lack of equal opportunities and equal care and services for our veterans. And people say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, this is not a guest job here, folks. I've been doing this advocacy work for almost 25 years. And I'm not going to stop because I believe in the dignity of man, especially when they put themselves on the line. Their bodies on the line to kill people that they don't even know in the name of democracy. I don't know if you know, but I know that ain't right. That is not right, and we can make it right by becoming more sensitive to what is going on in the world. Think about that. Something to think about. Potential is everywhere. It's in every child in every community. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Eastern Massachusetts works to transform communities by empowering, defending, and igniting the potential of youth across Eastern Massachusetts, ensuring every child has the support from caring adults that they need for healthy development and success in life. Big Brothers Big Sisters fosters one-to-one mentoring relationships between child and adult, helping the youth in our communities achieve their fullest potential. But at any given moment, there are hundreds of children in our region in need of a caring adult role model. Do you have what it takes to become a defender of potential? You can learn more at massbaybigs.org. That's another thing, too. You know, veterans are overlooked, underused community resource. I'm sure our listeners out there know a veteran. Might have one or two in their family. We're talking to you now. Relative of a veteran needs to be involved in speaking up for veterans and making sure that we are at the table and not on the table as in lunch. We deserve to be respected and we deserve to have your support for respect and for dignity and for redress and for updates on our discharges. 
Every veteran should be in a home. This is the United States of America. I'm speaking to you from Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm saying to you, get with it. Stand up with a veteran that might be in your family or you might know or you might be a veteran that just don't want to be involved. Of course, that's surprising, but that happens sometimes. So we want you to understand that you are part of the redress process, that we need to come together. Everybody doesn't have a home like some veterans who have forgotten the other veterans that don't have homes because of the issues that are involved and they're making the necessary adjustments to become civilians. I don't know how many veterans are locked up because of their inability to get the services that they needed at the VA's places where services was rendered. But it's a lot of veterans in jail that shouldn't be in jail, but should be in a home getting the treatment so they can become productive citizens again. Nobody wants to talk about that, but I'm talking about it. And I mean it. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. I hope you had a pen that time to write that information down because I've been deliberately replaying the same PSAs so that you can have this information because this is a strategy being developed here at the other page radio to try to help our veterans because people don't respect us and so we got to respect ourselves and work together to make a difference in how veterans are being treated. That's all I'm saying. We are more than a golden goose for somebody to write a proposal and get some money and say they're going to do a service that they know they're not going to do. Speaking of service, I wanted to thank uh, the people at Whittier Street Community Health Center for having a situation down there where veterans can go and get some kind of support at Whittier Street Community Health Center on Tremont Street. Their number is 617-427-1000. 617-427-1000. That's Whittier Street Community Health Center. They're the ones that have the pharmacy in three places in the city of Boston, everybody's talking about Walgreens closing down and leaving the city without any health care or pharmaceutical assistance. But they are business. Whittier Street has pharmacies on their premises in the street showing the empathy for needing health care updates on what is happening in our community. We're just being overlooked. And again, we just want to thank Whittier Street Community Health Center for working with the veterans for the last 20 years under the leadership of President Frederica M. Williams. We thank you all over there, and we're looking forward to you coming on our show the next time. Yeah. So, look, uh, we're going to start winding down now, but I want to say again that uh, we're going to be looking for you and your support over at the Regent Theater at 7 Medford Street in Arlington, Mass., when the performance, the Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project, that's gospel, that's spiritual, that's opera, with a stellar cast to include stages, community, uh, cultural arts center, doing liturgical dance. That's on February the 17th, February the 18th. Doors open at 4 p.m. at 3.15 p.m. and get to the stage at 4 p.m. I'm trying to get all this out, folks, because we're running out of time now. But I want to make sure that you know what we are doing and need your support. The other thing that I want to tell you is that discharge upgrades, you need to call the Commissioner of Veterans Services for the City of Boston, Robert Santiago, or call the Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth. His name is Dr. John J O N. Santiago, or the mayor. Let the mayor know who's doing their job because if they're not doing their job, we won't get the respect that we need and we need to be respected. Now, finally, you know, I want to tell you that statue down there, the General Edward O. Gordine statue, is 
We need a little more support from people in the community. They're looking for new memberships starting next month in February. So uh, there'll be some information coming out, but you can go online and see their program and what they're doing on their webpage. Veterans and Friends, check them out. Check them out. You know, we want to just tell everybody we really appreciate veterans, but we got to show that appreciation by opening up our mouths and no whisper, but say it loud enough. Veterans need to be respected. Veterans need services, and we do. If we serve, then we should be served. It's a shame that they would actually try to give billions of dollars to other countries and don't give nothing to the veteran of this country. Just think about that. Just think about that. You know, they they, they got people in hotels uh, and every place that veterans don't have to live in the street. They could have been gay veterans that they could have been open up places and spaces for veterans to have some place to stay and get wraparound services to deal with the issues that they're dealing with that has caused them to be homeless. Not hopeless, I said homeless. We can straighten all of that out if we began to understand the dynamics of showing respect for somebody that raised their hand and said that they would go someplace if they were sent someplace with a weapon in their hand and say it's called democracy and then it becomes a demoralizing situation for our veterans, for some of the things that they don't even want to talk about that they were involved in. So, you know, you got to look at all of that, you know, and say, what is my responsibility in helping these people? You are responsible. We are responsible. And together we can solve that. We can make it all go away if we work together to help the veteran and not penalize him or penalize him. Don't make him or her feel guilty for a service that they thought that they were doing for their country to keep the country free, and it didn't do anything but lock them up mentally, physically, and for those that served and died. We owe them something. We owe them more. Thank you so very much for listening to our program today. We hope to hear you from you. Ask that you call those people we asked you to call. Take care and God bless.